Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Hey, folks, glad to be with you. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our NFL edition on the weekend, Series 204, all along the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're in Vegas. Chris Bavona, our producer, is back in New York. And Kenny White is going to join us in a little bit. KennyWhiteSports.com and ThePowerRatings.com. Week three of the NFL. We love doing this and get you geared up and ready to rock and roll. And glad to have Stevie Slapshot, our good pal on board, who is the injury guy. Not an injury lawyer. The injury guy in Las Vegas. He does yeoman's work, you know, for DonBest.com. Keep tabs on all that injury news and notes that go around to the sports book in this information era. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, bud. Better than some of these NFL teams. It's only We've only played two weeks, Brian, and, and there are teams with significant injuries already. We talked about this, that the preseason was going to be a little bit different. The one that was moderately comical to me and not wanting anybody to get hurt, but it's amazing how history repeats itself time and time and time and time and time and time and time again, and that's guys that hold out, come back. They're not in game shape. They try to exert themselves, and all of a sudden, usually it's a hamstring. Uh, Watt with the Steelers holds out, gets the contract, comes back, makes it through the first game on kind of a pitch count, but he pulls a groin in week two. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. It, it does, and this one's not as bad as I've seen in the past. He is questionable for, for this week's game, so we'll see. Pittsburgh also had some other issues. Ben Roethlisberger with a pectoral injury. He's going to start the game, Brian. I'm just wondering how well he'll do. He's not 100% healthy, and uh, you know, one good hit or just the rigors of an NFL game, I, I wonder if he makes it through the game. And then a wide receiver for the Steelers, Deontay Johnson, injured his knee last week on the last play of the game and is questionable uh, for this week's game against Cincinnati. They were thrilled. They were worried that was a serious injury. Right, yeah. He's just questionable. But again, these little nicks, and and you kind of have them throughout the team for Pittsburgh right now, that's significant in this game against the Bengals. All right, no. So obviously make note of that. Watch Roethlisberger very closely. Mason Rudolph is the backup with the Steelers. But we sit here and we look at that game. That was a game in advanced numbers, Steve. That was six and a half. And Pittsburgh gets beat by the Raiders. Cincinnati comes up short, but they hang in there. You know, they hang in there against all these teams against San Francisco. That was one of the bigger movers. And the Steelers are four, four and a half point favorites. Total on the game, we call 44, 44 and a half is kind of the consensus. But clearly... You know, Roethlisberger is already doing a dink and dunk thing. It's a he's a, a pylon. He's a statuesque quarterback running a West Coast offense. You know his legacy in this league is go back to pass and shed tacklers. And it's amazing. In his youth and heyday, he was like Patrick Mahomes in one regard. And this will sound insane to some people. Patrick Mahomes runs around buys all kinds of time, and his eyes are always downfield, and he's always looking for the home run when he stretches, buys time. Roethlisberger would go back in the pocket, and he would buy time by shedding off guys and fending tacklers, and when he would do that, he'd still be able to get the ball deep. 
they don't get the ball deep anymore. Yeah, the, you know, Roethlisberger reminded me of Philip Rivers more in college when, when he was at North Carolina, the same thing. He, he would just stand there and shed guys off of him. It was amazing. And then, you know, a receiver gets open, and, and, and they both could throw the ball downfield. Roethlisberger feels like, you know, the end is near. It kind of feels like to me, Brian, with him, unfortunately. Well, the one thing, they got to get Najee Harris going. they got to get the running game going. But, yeah, no, I mean, a little long in the tooth. And the injuries are now almost a, kind of a regular thing. There's always something nagging right. with a guy like Roethlisberger. What else you got? So San Francisco, uh, you know, they've already lost some people at the running back position. And then this last week, Wow. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, high ankle sprain. He is now out indefinitely, so he's definitely not playing this week. Elijah Mitchell with a shoulder injury. He's really? questionable against Green Bay. Aye, yes. Aye, aye. And Trey Sherman with that concussion issue. He also is questionable against Green Bay. What is it about the running back position, seriously, with San Francisco? The Mostert kid's electric, but he's always hurt. Yeah. The, this Niners team, this has been kind of their M.O., Tons of talent, tons of depth, and tons of injuries. And, and so much so, Brian, that they have now signed a guy, Jacques Patrick, off the uh, Bengals practice squad uh, to, to come in. And they need somebody. They need somebody. They, they're just, they've lost every running back that, that they have in their stable. So we'll see if Patrick will play uh, this week against Green Bay. But they signed him off of the uh, off the Bengals practice squad. He played on the Bengals practice squad last year. And before that, he was in the XFL, Brian. And oh, by the way, you know, Green Bay, we talked about this. You put the rotten performance behind you. They still gave up some big plays to the Lions. But Green Bay, you know, it's amazing. Draw a line through week one. You're right back. Now you're sitting there going, come on. Everybody was ready to write these guys off. The Bears one and one, they're about to go to a rookie quarterback. Minnesota can't get out of their own way. Right. In a decent team with horrible luck. And then Detroit's Detroit. Yep. Green Bay's fine, but Green Bay's fine. They're one and zero in their division. No no issues with, with, with Green Bay. They, they they are all fat and happy right now. And they will be on the marquee game on Sunday night. Green Bay's at San Francisco. And you know, see that number. I think this game probably closes three. Should be an interesting showdown with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers taking on the Niners. It's our weekend edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio talking NFL with Stevie Slapshot. Kenny White's coming up a little bit. Keep it right here, Serious Two. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, we're back with you in Vegas on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our weekend NFL edition, Sirius 204, the SportsGrid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Kenny White's coming up, KennyWhiteSports.com, ThePowerRatings.com. Get his adjustments and see what we're all looking at here in week three. I still say, Steve, another week Maybe even another week beyond that. Week one, you had some quirky stuff go on. We saw the teams that were good that played poorly with desperation come back and play well. 
I think water's going to kind of find its level. The stuff we talked about in the summer months, I think really did come to pass in that, okay, it's a three preseason schedule. A lot of starters didn't play. Look, Seattle and the Rams, right, in week one, they did nothing, nothing in the preseason, right? Right. Well, they came out and they looked great. Well, part of that is they had been scripting what they were going to do in that game for weeks. Then you come back the next week, Rams struggle with Indy, should have lost the game. Seattle did lose to Tennessee. Yeah, well, by the way, uh, a couple of uh, significant uh, wide receiver injuries now going forward, Brian. Uh, Cleveland Browns announcing that Jarvis Landry will go on IR. That means he misses at least three weeks, and they're thinking it's going to be a little bit longer than that with the knee. So that's not good for the Browns. And then uh, coming up this week on Monday, Amari Cooper uh, suffered a rib injury last week. He's questionable for the uh, Monday night game against Philadelphia. And those division games can be really quirky and the Cowboys get the win in that game. And Cooper and Lambs are really intriguing one-two punch on the outside. But you take one away, all of a sudden now you can double C.D. Lamb. You know, the, the funny thing is you watch the Cowboys. Elliott was better. Better. The guy who's been phenomenal for them, and you wonder, and again, it speaks volumes to running backs get beat up, and do they get worn down to a degree? Pollard looks really good. Yeah, he looked better than, uh, than Elliott. Uh, this past week, so we'll see. Do, do, do you keep feeding the uh, the hungry dog? Yeah, I mean, you keep coming with Elliot, but I can see snap counts coming up there because Pollard's really good out of the backfield as well. But that Browns deal will be pretty intriguing here. And they're, you know, laying a touchdown against the Bears. They were in there, had a shot against KC, Come home, struggled at times in the Houston game, but they get the win. But part of that, Tyra Taylor got hurt, and that game kind of ended right then. Yeah. But the Landry thing with him out, Odell Beckham's been this big question mark, and from the injury perspective, he's coming back from an ACL injury. Well, coming into the opener, oh, he's on the right track. He's this, he's that, and okay, he's inactive. Okay, eh, take it easy with the guy, blah, 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 blah. You're playing at Kansas City. Then you get to week two, and he's not part of the equation. They ruled him out of that game real early. Correct. So... That's something that bears watching. Is it that it wasn't really the knee? Is there some other issue that's going on there? But now that Landry's not going to be there, it will be interesting to see. You would think it's a luxury with a guy like that, and you want him to come back to be what he was, but it's almost like they need him now. Something doesn't smell right there to me, Brian, with him. He, the, word, the early word now, again, with Landry, uh, going on the IR is that he's going to do all he can to get back this week, right? Again, makes sense, but I, I just, I don't trust it. I, I would, he is a question mark for for this game in week three, in my mind. I'm, I'm not sure that I can trust him to to come to get on the field on Sunday. Hey, it's the Miami game here in Las Vegas, four and a half. We're seeing the Raiders favored, and that number kind of ballooned up from an advanced number of one and a half through the key number. And we're looking at the total in the game at 45 and a half. Let's call that the consensus. Both quarterbacks got to think. Carr's nicked up. Yeah, he is. But he's going to play. Yes, he is. Tua, that's another story with the ribs. The one thing, you know, the Raiders also have revenge from a heartbreaking loss to them last year. But the Raiders kind of playing with house money a little bit, jump out to a 2-0 start. And I think, you know, they got to be doing a cartwheel. If, If you're... Mayock and Gruden, or you're a Raiders fan, and you're sitting there going, we opened the season at home to Baltimore, then we're going to Pittsburgh. I think they'd have shot confetti into the sky if they got a split. Sure. And they're 2-0. and 
Now, Miami, Brissett, it was not his fault. It was a jailbreak from start to finish. The Bills' defensive line terrorized Miami. I don't think the Raiders have that kind of pressure up front, although Crosby's off to a great start. Yeah. But I would not rule out Brissett playing significantly better in this game. It happens all the time, Steve. Oh, the guy come in, he didn't look good, and people poke holes at the guy. Well, wait a minute. All the week leading up to that game, he's probably getting 15 to 20% of the reps, and he's probably going against the second team, or with he's playing with the second team. Now that backup gets a full week of practice with the ones and going against the other ones on defense. It will not shock me if Brissett plays a serviceable football game. Did you hear something I didn't? I, I got a feeling Tua starts this game. It's 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 a rib injury, oh, but man. but it's not. It, there's nothing structurally wrong in there. It's a pain management issue. I think he tries to go. You really think? I that? do, I do. And but now you're right again. As with um, Roethlisberger, one one hit and Brissett's in. I got to be honest with you. I mean, part of it's me being a punk, but I'm watching the game and had a big play on the Bills, and also had a rooting interest in the Bills, but, I mean, that game made sense for Buffalo to step up with a big game. Yeah. And part of that, when Tua got hurt, I'm going, no, don't hurt him. <laughs> I say, don't, no, don't, please don't hurt I, I didn't want him. I wanted him to keep going. Yeah, yeah. You know? So the jury's still out on him. I, that, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, again, it's a pain management issue. Um, he, so I, I think he'll put on the flak jacket, and, and I think he, that he will try to go. I mean, these are professional athletes. They, they want to play. Uh, unless, the, unless the coach just sees something in practice this week and says, no, I don't want you out there. But I, but I think Tua himself will try to go. The injuries in the NFL, I mean, it's high school, college, all of it, it's football, it's a contact sport. But the NFL, man, Every hit's a car accident. It is. These guys are, I mean, they're monsters running 30 miles an hour. They are. It, I, you know, sometimes I'm watching the game and I, I go, come on, get up, you wimp. Uh, but I, I'm not out there. I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, when I was going to, to college, I'd be on the sidelines at, the, at, at, at college football games. You know, not pro football, college football games. The, the sounds and the impact, it, it is unfreaking believable I, I mean, this is the Wayback Machine. I mean, this stuff doesn't happen anymore. But I covered the Bills for 14 years. And probably the first six years, like even some of the Super Bowls, I'd, I'd be able to snake my way down on the field. And you can't explain to people. <laughs> I mean, forget the sound of the hits. Like if you're on the sidelines and these guys come running by you, right? you know, you see the, you see the audio guy or the camera guy get knocked for a loop. When they're running by you, it sounds like a horse race. It does. If you've ever been trackside, I mean... The, the noise they make just running. Yeah. And and these guys, you have no, watching it on TV, I, I have to think back all the time to, to what it was like. You have no idea how fast and how big these guys are. You just you just don't get that feel on TV like you do standing on sidelines. It is, it's just amazing. You want a monster football game, Stevie? I do. Here you go. Indian Tennessee. Tennessee's laying five. Total on the game is 48 and a half. And I say that it's a monster football game because I think at the end of the year, although I, I don't see it with Carson Wentz, but Indianapolis is a good football team. You start 0-3, you're pretty close to drawing a line through a potential contender in the AFC. Yeah, I, I'm i with you on Wentz. I, I just don't feel it from him. And, and now both ankles are injured. 
Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I do. What I do a quarterback with that team. I'm, I'm sure that Frank Reich already has an idea, but I, I, I don't know what you do with that. Tennessee, on the other hand, I, I, I like that football team. I like their coach. I like their quarterback. I like their running back. I like that football team. Great job as always. Oh, I trust you and your phenomenal injury information. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Weekend edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. All right, get ready. We're going to be talking about the adjustments from a power ratings perspective. It's Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com, ThePowerRatings.com. He'll be joining us next. Glad you're with us. Sirius Channel 204 all along the Sports Grid Radio platform. You can talk about cha-cha. Tango waltz or the rumba, Sinora's dance has no title. You jump in the saddle, hold on to the bridle, jump in the line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here we go on Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our NFL Weekend Edition, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's back for more, and we couldn't be happier about that. Our pal Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, Week 3 NFL. Kenny, interesting, it is kind of just another NFL season, but it is an era where, and we do a show on Sunday nights we should promote right out of the gate. It's at KennyWhiteSports.com, ThePowerRatings.com. 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern. When the Sunday night game ends, we do the opening line report for the next week, documenting the advanced lines after the games are played, what the adjustment's been for the opener, and try to tell you, and we and we do, because it, we've been around a block, which way the number will go. It's an incredible era in the NFL, isn't it, Kenny, this last four years? How have you adjusted? i got to ask you this, because – you were never knee-jerk in your reactions, but we're seeing the betting market be knee-jerk based on a result on, on a Sunday and then the opening number. I know we try to find value. I hate value. There's no value in ripping up a losing ticket, but it's a volatile market in the NFL. And those numbers, it used to say, for the most part, even people and the amateur guys could say, oh, yeah, that game should be minus three or minus two and a half. And week to week, those adjustments are unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I think it's more the uh, Michael Roberts likes to call it the robot bookmakers. And those robot bookmakers are actually, I don't think it's robot bookmakers. I think it's robot betters. And it's these betting groups that have models and all of their models are doing the exact same thing and crunching the exact same numbers. And there's no feel to it. And they drive these numbers and their, their models have knee jerk reactions. And it's uh I think it's great for anybody who really digs down deep and gets inside of these games because you're going to find good edges on where those when those overreactions do happen. Buddy, I got, I got to tell this story real quick. Where you're at Las Vegas Sports Consultant making the opening numbers. I moved here in 2005. Yeah, I kind of learned the, the industry ropes from you. 
and the team of odds makers, seven guys. It was an incredible, it was so much fun. It, it, honestly, God, it was like one of my favorite times of my existence. We loved going to work. It was great fun. And I'm a new guy and I'm trying to fit in. And, you know, after a few months, you get a little comfortable in your own skin and stuff. And I, I say to a couple of guys in the room, hey, the Super Bowl props are so cool. How come we don't do props like for every game? The guys looked at me like I had 10 heads. He's like, what? It's because it was man hours. It was yeah. just all the work that would go into it. That was 16 years ago, Kenny. I'm telling you, when you say you're trying to find new things, my God, bud, I, I have changed my approach. I've played my five, six games. I'm sitting here watching every week now in excess of 40 props on every game, player props, individual stuff. There are like 800 on a Sunday when it's like three, 400 for the Super Bowl. And I'm sitting here going, when you think about it, the sheer volume and the amount of props that are available, you're going to find your spots real quick. Like the other night, I like Green Bay, but you're sitting there sweating out the backdoor cover on two late possessions by Detroit. But the win on TJ Hawkinson over 55 receiving yards had been in the cookie jar for the better part of an hour. And I know you do so much work. The individual numbers you have on guys is that, and I know there's only so many hours in a day. But that's something I would think you could be attacking, you know, on individual ratings. The, the prop market's unbelievable now. Yeah, it really is. There's so much out there. Um, I, I, it's, you really have to be focusing on it. But I'll tell you this, everybody that I know that's making money in these prop markets and, and who beat the Super Bowl are all under players. And they bet everything under. Uh, they, they, they're hoping for a three to nothing game, a six, three game. Um, and I think that, those people have lost a lot of money over the last several years because these standalone games, there's more props and there's more, more volume. So there's higher limits. And it seems like all these standalone games, Thursday, Sunday, Monday, the night games all go flying over for some reason. Um, and the totals are always higher. You remember at LVSC, we used to talk about Thursday night and Monday night and Sunday night. We'd, we'd adjust that total a half a point or a point higher because we knew that the general public was going to be betting it over. Well, you know, from week one to week two, the stuff we had talked about. Hey, by the way, okay, so we do the show on Sunday night. And basically on Sunday night, the way you want to play the game is get the best of the number, get ahead of the curve. And I'm not saying Green Bay is going to win. I personally like Green Bay. I, I, I believe they'll cover the number. But we sat there on Sunday night and said, okay, Green Bay played like hot garbage against New Orleans, if they look moderately good or look like what Green Bay looks like, even though it's just against Detroit, it may not be, you know, give us all the answers we want. But that advanced number that they put up is Green Bay plus three and a half. And we're sitting there telling people on Sunday night, if you're playing Green Bay on Monday night, you better play Green Bay now for their game at San Francisco because it's plus three and a half and guaranteed that game will close three. There's still a few three-and-a-halves out there, Kenny, but in a lot of places, it is San Francisco minus three. You have to look to the future. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, – yeah, that's no, no doubt. That was a really good point. We made that point, and that's like a two-team parlay. If you're going to play Green Bay against Detroit, you're, you should be taking the three, three-and-a-half, and it, oh, there was fours out there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm trying to make as many cases I can for underdogs because I think this is going to be a lot of upsets this year. But, man, when I, when I handicapped this Detroit team, I had them very poor. And they come back and they covered against uh, the 49ers. But I started to go through this team, and their two best offensive linemen are out. Uh, their third best offensive lineman's a rookie. He's 20 years old. 
Uh, the defense has a lot of injuries. It's the worst offensive line in football. They got the weakest receivers in, in football. Uh, and they got a quarterback that if you put any pressure on him, uh, he's going he's gonna to fold. And in the first half, Green Bay allowed him all the time in the world to throw, and that's Jared Goff. Yep. And he picked them apart. Mm -hmm. I was, it's just amazing to me. I went under 18 and a half with the Lions team total. I said, this team can never score 18 and a half points against me, you, and nine other guys we pick up <laughs> off the street, let alone the Packers. And the Packer defensive coordinator never dials up a blitz. He never puts pressure on him. And, and they put up 17 points. I wrote that bet off. That was one of the most luckiest bets I've, I've won in a while. So um, Detroit is a extremely weak football team right now with all of the injuries and all just very inexperienced teams. So they're, they're going to be a fade team soon. They're playing with energy right now. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think they can play with that same energy against Baltimore as they played against Green Bay. Okay, so if you want to write off the top of your head, and I'm assuming your ratings would be on board with this, that it may be in no particular order, but Jacksonville, the Jets, and Detroit. I mean, I think Houston had, had some players, and that hurt that Tyrod – they won the first game, then Tyrod Taylor get hurt. But those three teams, Kenny, they're the bottom of the barrel. And when there's that disparity – you know, listen, they're pro players. They make money. And we always say the worst NFL team every year we get that. Oh, what would the score be if they played Alabama? And you've always said the NFL team would name the score. But what do you do with these teams that are at the complete bottom of the barrel? What is it they have to show you? And because these numbers just get inflated against them. When, do, when does water find its level and these numbers come back? I don't believe they do. Uh, these teams, are they just don't have enough talent to uh, – to compete in the NFL right now. And we always say it's a league of parity. Uh, those teams are all, you know, double digit underdogs on a neutral to the chiefs, the bills, the Buccaneers, the Rams and the Browns, you know, and then green Bay, you know, they're all double digits, but Houston right now is the worst team in the NFL because they just lost Tyrod Taylor. So they're down to their third string quarterback. And then I've got the Texans last followed by the lions, Jacksonville, the jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Those are my bottom five. Okay, years from now, we'll grade this stuff out. We're already doing it kind of, you know, where you sit there, Mayfield went number one, but you look and see what the guys that were about Allen, Lamar Jackson, what they've turned into. I think guys like Josh Rosen just don't pan out. Right now, it's a couple of games. You got Lawrence uh, and uh, Zach Wilson go one, two. And in time, Kenny, you got Mac Jones, Lance, and Fields, and they may end up being the better quarterbacks. It's an inexact science. Fields gets his first start. Chicago's at Cleveland. The Browns are laying seven. What do you make of Fields on the road? Yeah, tough spot against a very good defense. He is going to be pressured, but maybe his athleticism and being able to get out of the pocket and turn, you know, those pressure situations into long gains on a run. Uh, this kid's going to be fun to watch. He's got a rifle arm. He can throw it 75 yards, and he has that speed and that, that uh, ability to stretch the field with his arm and his legs. So, uh, he just lacks the experience right now. Um, I'm gonna, I can't wait to see him play this week against the Browns. Probably the worst thing in the world that ever happened to the Chargers was that Edward Solaire fumbled the ball and the Chiefs are coming off a loss and they're great at bouncing back off loss. Great football team, Kenny, but they're not ATS juggernauts. Laying six and a half at home to the Chargers totals 54 and a half. D do you skew one way? Like, you know, we know the Chiefs are great, but them coming off a loss. Is that worth anything in relation to the number to you? You know, I, I looked through the last three years to see if I could find something there. And 
after a loss, they were like 50-50, but I did find that after a loss on the road and then returning home the next week, mm-hmm. it's, only, it's only happened twice in the last three years, and they boat raced both teams. They lost at New England 43-40. The following week, they beat Cincinnati 45-10 at home, and then later in that season, uh, they lost to Seattle at Seattle 38-31, and they came home, they beat Oakland. 35 to 3. That was Oakland at that time. Now they're the Las Vegas Raiders, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> he is Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. The information is spectacular. We're thrilled he's with us. We got a number of games, angles we want to kick the tires on in our next segment. We love doing this. And Kenny's on our college football show as well. It is Vegas Sports Book Radio. We're talking about the NFL. It is week three. Lots on the docket. We're taking a very brief timeout. And we're coming right back. Serious tool for this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. NFL edition of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing with Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, Kenny, give him the details on all your goodies because things are starting to rock and roll. Yeah, that's uh, been a uh, great run this season. So at uh, go to KennyWhiteSports.com, you can get the newsletter. Uh, you can also hit the link to get to the PowerRatings.com. Or right now, and I, it's it's a it's a jumbled mess right now that we're not on one site. It's a beta test at the, the power ratings. It will become KennyWhiteSports.com. So you can go to the power ratings right now. It, it's a working live site. It has plays up. Everyone's plays are up for the weekend. Uh, you also can buy the newsletter there, or you can get the power rating prop, uh, um, power ratings for nineteen ninety nine for a month. And that's all the updated power ratings in the NFL and college football projected final scores in both sports. And in another month or two, we'll be adding the NHL, NBA, and college basketball. And the price doesn't go up. It'll still be $20 a month for those five sports. Updated power ratings, updated projections. From a power rating perspective, let's focus on Miami at Vegas. Vegas, a four-point favorite. Total in the game is 44-and-a-half. You know, initially this game was going to be Vegas one-and-a-half. Then you get the injury to Tua and – Brissett comes in last week, and it is not this kid's fault. Miami's offensive line was a complete and utter no-show. They were decimated by the Bills' pass rush. But now you get a backup quarterback with a full week to work with the ones. You always talk about this. Brissett will look completely different than he did last week. Is it enough, though? The Raiders, if you'd have told the Raiders, starting out with the Ravens and then at Pittsburgh, that they were one and one they'd have probably shot fireworks into the sky, Kenny. And they come back, and they're here 2-0. and Jacobs is out. The only thing you got to be a little worried about is them being fat and happy, and you you got Carr's ankle isn't the best. Yeah, they got that right. And then no Marcus Mariota would drop down to, to Nathan Peterman. I know I, you like him, but there's a big drop-off uh, from Carr to Peterman if that had to happen. I think they could be fat and happy. That's the way the NFL plays. 
uh, 2-0 team facing a team who just got shut out 35 to nothing at home and embarrassed, uh, who may not be with their quarterback. We don't know yet if two is going to be in there, but I don't think there's a big drop-off to Brissett. I think they're pretty equal quarterbacks. And teams that were shut out at home and played the next week on the road are actually 16-7 and seven ATS the last 23 times. I, it's, I, it doesn't even out after that. That's just as far back as, as my researchers have, have on that prop. So it could be even better than that. The sample size could be bigger. But it makes sense to me. You were just embarrassed at home. You're going on the road. You don't have the pressure of performing in front of the home crowd now. And the other team takes you lightly. So I think Miami will be in this game. Uh, the Raiders, talking about teams that hit hard, the Raiders have played the Ravens and the Steelers in back-to-back weeks. This could be a beat-up team. Speaking of the Steelers, one of the biggest adjustments or moves based on result, Pittsburgh was going to be six and a half, seven, and they're three at home to Cincinnati. Listen, Cincinnati competes the totals 43, 43 and a half. I told anybody who would listen, hopefully people do listen to the show, in the opener – Pittsburgh didn't beat Buffalo. Buffalo beat Buffalo. They had a great defensive game plan, but the Bills turned it over on downs three times on fourth, uh, fourth and one and had a block punt against them for a touchdown. Even not playing well, they go down and win 35 nothing. And then what happens? The Raiders beat the Steelers. So even though a team can win a game, if you go inside it, you go, they are not as good as that score would lead you to believe. Now we got two games under our belt. What are we making of the Pittsburgh? I think the thing with Pittsburgh, Kenny, is Roethlisberger is running kind of a West Coast offense because he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. But that's not what Roethlisberger was. He would bite. Mahomes runs around and makes plays. Roethlisberger would shed tacklers and make plays downfield. Everything Pittsburgh's doing, dink and dunk, and they got to get the running game going. Yeah, they definitely have to get the running game going. The problem is the offensive line is not very good. Uh, They lost David DeCastro, Zach Banner's on the IR. That's their two best uh, offensive linemen. And there's not a lot of hope there for me. Maybe these get you know, young guys. You got two two young guys uh, in the mix, and they start to get a little bit more experience. You got more than two young guys in the two deep. You got four really young players that don't have a lot of NFL experience. So uh, that's that's uh, that's really tough when you don't have that experience that you need. You got a really good running back, but no one to block. All right. You- you know, the lock word or guarantee. I'll guarantee, I think I'll guarantee this. I think your projected scores, your para ratings would tell you New Orleans is the play this week. New England was a pick. Now it's New England three uh, hosting New Orleans. New Orleans looks great in the first week. Then they look like hot garbage in the second week, but that's a division game. The one thing inside that, take the power ratings and all the stuff that we start with not throw it out the window but new orleans has been practicing on the road for a month because of the storm i think they just ran out of gas and it finally hit them they're pros they know how to bounce back but new england kenny they lose to miami who's ordinary at the currently and then they beat the jets who cares and now new orleans is catching three your projected score your power ratings has to have new orleans inside that i got it i'm guaranteeing it yeah, it does. And uh, right now, the magazine was 21-21. And the new updated power ratings actually has the Patriots winning the game 21-20. to So, yeah, it is inside that number. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, I, I think that uh, the Patriots have – you're right, this, they're stepping up. This will be the best team they've played 
I'm also thinking, are they looking ahead to playing Tampa the following week? Tom Brady's coming back to town. You know, I'm again on a week to week basis. Like you sit there and go, and it wasn't pretty, but everybody, you got a high opinion of the Rams. So if Chicago played the Rams in the opener, then they're coming home because they got beat by the Rams. You're getting value in a number with the Bears, and, and they won the game. You know, again, the company you keep, it matters. <laughs> One week to the next. I mean, you can you can draw positives for teams off a loss if they're hanging with quality teams. But the market says, oh, they lost, and the number goes the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're, you're making a good point for the Saints in what they've had to go through over the last couple of weeks. They bonded and played well against Green Bay. Uh, then they ran out of gas and that, you know, now, now they regroup and try to get that energy back because they know they got a tough game, but you know, travel in three straight road games is hard for a team that has a home. This is going to be awfully tough. I think to win three straight or, you know, to play three straight on the road. So if anybody could do it, it's probably Sean Payton though. I think he does a really good job and, and they got beat so soundly last week that uh, they should come out with a better performance. Okay. This is for me personally. I mean, it really is, because I'd be very curious how you would treat this. I, I am a Bills fan, full disclosure. But, I mean, I said last week there should be an investigation if Buffalo doesn't go down to beat Miami by 17 or more. I mean, I, they blew that first game. But I'm curious, and I was never worried after the, the way they lost to Pittsburgh. But I want to know, what have you done with their power rating, Kenny? They're laying 7.5 to Washington. The total's 45.5. The offense is a little bit out of sync. Allen's been a little bit inaccurate. It's early in the season. It's only two games. We know what that offense did last year. Teams are taking digs away. But I've said for two years, if they line up and run the ball, those running backs are fine. Finally, last week, they light up by formation. Moss had two touchdowns. Singletary scored. So the running game's going. But the story in Buffalo that everybody's, oh, what's wrong with Josh Allen? Kenny, this Bills defense, they said they had to improve their pass rush. This defense looks like it looked three years ago when it single-handedly took them to the playoffs, I think Buffalo's rating should go up because that – forget the offense. If the offense gets their act together, it's how good this defense got. Yeah, I have them uh, right now tied for the third-best team in the NFL. I started them at a 104 rating. Uh, they're up to a 105.5 rating, and they didn't have Zach Moss in the first game against Pittsburgh. I think he's, a, he's the difference maker. He's a little better back than Singletary is. So uh, he protects the football better. Um, and I, I just, they're going to be better off with him as the starting running back in the long run. Uh, we'll see what that, what, how it pans out, but Dre, the defense is extremely solid. They do get great pressure. They're, they're flying around making plays. Seattle is at Minnesota, Kenny. This is one, I mean, the look on Mike Zimmer's face, man, when that game ended, he's like, you gotta be kidding me. What do we got to do? That had a chance against Cincinnati losing overtime in a bizarre way. And then they basically showed some heart and they're going to win the game at Arizona and the kicker misses the kick. So they come home, they're 0 and 2, they're hosting Seattle. Seattle squandered a 14 point lead against Tennessee. The one thing you're sitting there going is is Minnesota a bad a mad football team in their home opener catching points or is it a deflated group? I mean it's an intangible thing that, to make you pull the trigger on this game. Yeah, the Minnesota's got to come to play. This is it. They they know there's an extra game, and they know that their two losses were on the road. This can, it can be very easily two and zero, oh, and we're completely talking different about them as a three and a half point favorite. Can they cover the three and a half against Seattle? 
So all it came down to is a wins and losses. They're right there. And I, I think that this is a game they really got to play. They're at home. Uh, Seattle's very, very good, though. Love Russell Wilson. Love what they do. But Minnesota's crowd's going to be great. Um, the, the, the problem is sometimes teams get, feel that pressure. Are yeah. they going to feel the pressure? Or are they going to just play free and easy and have fun and come out and win this game? And I, I think they could do that. Can't wait to hear what you say about this one. Something's got to give. I mean, Stafford's look good. Uh, no, no getting around him. But Tampa Bay is at the Rams. And the total on this game, they're laying one and a half. The total on the game, 55 and a half. There are 56s out there. There's a really good Rams defense here, Kenny. Is the total a runaway freight train? Is this the I mean, is this the one that comes back? This is just a really two good teams and defense comes to the equation. Are your is your total significantly lower than the number that's out there? You know, I was just I was just looking at that game in the magazine to see where I had it at. And I had that final score, uh, Tampa Bay 24-23. Yeah. So I'm right on the number, but only 47 points in the football game. My updates are a little bit higher now. I've got this final score, 27-27, 54 points being scored in it. Uh, you know, it's not a game that you really want to bet under when you got two quarterbacks that can stretch the field and make plays and have so many weapons. But this could be the NFC championship game, and maybe this game is what decides home field for that game. So the defenses have to start to come through. These are two very good defenses. So it's going to be interesting – um, if they get off to a hot start and score a bunch of points early, might be a game that you bet under in-game and go under like 66, 67 if they get that high. Indian, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee 5-5 five, five and a half, totals 48. Boy, if you look, Kenny, the, the box score thing where what the score should have been, I'm watching that Indianapolis game. They should have won that game. They covered getting three and a half. Indy should have won that game by 17 points. First and goal at the one, don't get it in. Next possession, they come down. Wentz throws a shovel pass interception at the three. And then they're still in there with a chance to win. Indy should have won that game. And, and Tennessee, you know, it shows a lot of heart, and they rally to win. Interesting game, but does Indy have a shot here? With I, I don't even think Wentz goes. I think Wentz got to be Eason, right? Yeah, I think it's got to be Eason, which is a, a three-point drop-off. You've got a, injuries on the offensive line. Uh, there's some injuries on defense. This is a beat-up team, and now losing two games at home and that close one to the Rams. Uh, this, they're going up against Tennessee, who's solid, and they showed it in the second half against Seattle. And uh, I, I, this, could be, this could be a blowout if Tennessee goes up early. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Indianapolis having any chance to come back in the game. Hey, that's great. I want to follow up on that when we wrap this up, and we'll talk about the Monday night game with Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Week three, it's coming and coming back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Brian Bussin back in Vegas. 
Sportsbook Radio talking NFL. Kenny White, just want to follow up on what you said on that Tennessee game, Kenny, with Indy. You said it could potentially be a blowout. Is that one of those correlated things? Tennessee ran the ball, ran the ball to get back in the game, down 14 at Seattle. But if they get the lead against and can control the ball and just physically wear teams down, if they're ahead, do you have a, a bigger belief in Tennessee like in a second half or an in-game wager? Because if they've got the lead, then they can just go with what works, and that's just hammer the ball. Yeah, that, that offense is awfully good when they're, when they're running. It's their defense that worries me, but you're right. If Derrick Henry's running it behind that offensive line on uh, running clock and wearing out the other team, uh, that you know, I just don't see. And, and the keeping his defense fresh, even though they're not very good, if they're fresh, they're going to be able to make plays. So, yeah, that, that could be a very good second-half play as well as an in-game play. And I, I say it, if, if Tennessee scores first, goes up 7 nothing. Uh, usually you want to look to play the other team, but I would not in this case. I would wait a little bit till the Indy got the ball, and then you got a better line, and then bet uh, started betting Tennessee. Kenny, give me 30 seconds. Dallas, three and a half, four, hosting Philly on Monday night, total 51 and a half. Yeah, always uh, NFC least division battles, you know, could go down to the wire. I still don't trust the Cowboy defense, but I love their offense. I love the Philly defense, but I don't trust the offense. KennyWhiteSports.com. You got the newsletter and all the goodies. Tell the folks how to get all the good stuff, Kenny. Yep, great. Go to KennyWhiteSports.com. The newsletter is out. The PowerRatings.com. You can get the updated power ratings on the college and the NFL and the projected final scores on all games right now. And again, we were talking about the explosion of the props market. Greg Sidoris at KennyWhiteSports.com does a lot of good work on the props thing. And I'm telling you on a weekly basis now, I get my work done on the football and I am cherry picking and I'm going inside looking for the props. It's a cool market. It's always been there. It's just the volume of it. And I think people should really start to focus and pay attention. As always, Kenny, the information's great. Best of luck in week three. You got it, Brian. Thanks for having me. Hey, we thank you for joining us. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Thanks to our producer back in New York, Chris Bavona. I'm Brian Blessing. Thanks for joining us. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs>